Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Day two for me and you, Albie. <clears throat> Shattuck, how are you? I am well. You look absolutely hot as hell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You really do. This is ridiculous. Thank you, honey. It shouldn't be this attractive to you this far into our relationship. <laughs> Why but not? But you look great. And um, But to be honest with you, we're both losing weight. Yes. Well, how? wait a second. How can you tell in my case? Well, you look skinnier. Well, how can you tell in my case, Alice, using science? (laughs) Don't be a science denier. Did we both witness some science this morning? This morning. And by the way, was one of us completely naked? (laughs) One of us was. Yeah. (laughs) Tell people about the science we saw today. When completely naked. Yes. You are no longer an error on our scale. That is correct. I don't like to brag. (laughs) I don't like to brag. I put my pants on one leg at a time still, Alice. But yes, I am no longer an error on my scale. The scale that has had me as an error for four <laughs> years now. I am no longer an error as of today. I was very shocked, actually. I didn't think so because I didn't think I didn't feel like I had lost any weight in California. I felt like you did. I felt like by the end of our trip, you looked skinnier to me, like in your face and stuff. I mean, we certainly deprived ourselves of ourselves. Every good thing. Of every California cuisine. Not every... I mean, we had a couple of... Uh, we didn't get to have churros. Oh. We didn't get to, we didn't get to have a lot of oh stuff. My God. I mean, just think about all the stuff. The angel hair, the tacos. The, the place churros. that sliced open the bag of Doritos and dumped nacho cheese oh. into it. Oh. That's <laughs> on my, that's that. on my um, Instagram, by the way. Oh, my God. It, it, that's as if... That's a direct attempt by God himself to say, <laughs> all right, listen, watch what I do to this fat boy. <laughs> Busted over the chips by half by these wonderful Mexican women who spoke no English and seeing them just ladle cheese into the middle of the bag until it became heavy. (laughs) The damage I could have done had I not been on this health plan, Alice, I would have rock and rolled the holy F out of that place and never have left that area. Never. But but it's working. So we, yeah. So that's the important thing. (laughs) It is. The first thing we got there, by the way, the first thing we got there, it's funny that you... First thing we got there, we ate at a restaurant at the end of Santa Monica Pier, where they served us tilapia fully charred, with its little head on, <laughs> uh, and, and full the of kids bones. Were shocked. Yes, full of bones and inedible. And so, like our one free meal was essentially eating the scales off of a of a tilapia. We, we learned our lesson from there and tried to get a little more shrewd. But it really was we were really we were pathetic. Like in that Spanish restaurant. Where you and I were rubbing the marinade off of the salmon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is low. That is you low. You are low. Per- and then you were still mad at us and yourself for, for us cheating technically because you're not supposed to have marinade on there. But it was tough on, on vacation to, to it was tough. It was just the temptation itself was like, oh, man, 
The food is well, so Well, yeah, good. and then you, you get... try and be good, and you're still having to, well, like, scrape stuff off of things and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This beautiful stuff, like but, refried beans and beautiful rice and, like, the stuff that usually I would that rock being and roll. Said, that being said, even though um, following this plan is there's, like, a lot of things that I miss eating, mm-hmm. I never actually feel hungry. That's, like, not a thing that happens. I feel well-fed. And actually, I feel a lot better, like, health-wise than I normally would. Yeah. So I don't, like, that's not to knock it at all, because I actually feel awesome and I'm full all the time. I, I just also just think it's weight loss in a different way, and that's why it, do, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like normal like normal weight loss to me. It's just like I'm, I also have a huge gut to go through, so maybe there's some of that, but usually it, it just, it's, I've never done weight loss. So I don't, anyway, we don't have to. Plug them. It's Awaken 180, and I'm talking about them plenty on WTIC. Uh, and but 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 we can find find an endorsement. Where I'm, I'm spon- I'm a sponsor of their. Are they a sponsor of mine? I don't know. I, They're a sponsor of yours. So they put me on, on this WTIC's. thing and put Alice on it, uh, so I could do testimonials. And uh, it's 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 awesome. You know, had there been a fraudulent like Acme uh, fat burn by some like just greaseball uh, charlatan who said yeah do the uh, fat burn thing and whatever, whatever i would have probably endorsed that too i'm basically i'm shame shameless but this one is actually awesome and the the lady who runs it we should talk to her sometime is is awesome and nobody wants to it feels like i'm doing a spot now so we'll talk about it later it's, it's just awesome but do try it if you want if you if you can to talk to the people they've got places all over massachusetts anyway in the hamster um all right so um I started off saying something else before I... Yeah, we were talking about something totally different. Was it about eating food? No. Uh, is Alice Shattuck... Um... You're not an error. You said I look attractive. Yes, you look that attractive. That was the whole thing. You're right. I'm I meant to say sure. something about stuff going on. Oh, oh, yes. By the way, if you guys have noticed that the Phantom episode is still not up on Apple. I did notice today that, that Commentary Magazine's thing is not up on Apple. And that the louder with Crowder hmm. thing has been going nuts. It like uploaded 500 episodes today. Really? Yeah. So I, I Apple is having trouble, some kind of trouble. It's just kind of nuts. I bet you they're getting well because I don't think they've responded to our email yet. So yeah. I bet they've been getting a lot of uh, complaints because something's up with them for sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway. If that's the way you listen, then you have uh, yesterday's episode, and hopefully you'll have today's, but you don't have Tom's solo one from Sunday. Yeah, which stinks because it was it was it was raw coming off the trip of motion, and uh, it, you know I didn't exactly drill deep into too much politics, so we talked a little bit about Biden, Dan, but it was just it was just shooting the breeze in a way that it was that feels very natural, in a way that is very natural, uh, you know. So, even though we're in unprecedented territory here, and what Biden did with the uh, um, give the student loan debt relief is a, a holy, if it's constitutional, it's disgraceful. It's one of the worst acts any president has ever done. Trump never did anything close to that. Um, it's it, it's 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 just it goes against core principles of what was the Democratic Party. It's wealth from the poor to the rich. It's incredible that it's happening. The very mo- the most fortunate people who have grad graduate degrees are now getting a bailout, care of the taxpayers working poor. But you know it- why? It's because the split has gotten more and more pronounced over sure. recent years. Um, that you know, college educated people more and more vote Democrat compared to Republicans. That well, tends to be more so the dividing line than ever before in our history. So this is a handout from Biden, well, from us, really, but Biden is doing it for his voters, so to excite them, because he knows that the country sucks. It's still the most cynical thing that mm -hmm. we've ever, ever seen. Right. It's splitting America in two. It's, you take, you can't have, do this stuff that feels like, uh, you know, the English king's first rights with your new wife. You can't do that and ha- not have people take it effing seriously because we used to hear the union guys saying, you're taking money off my daughter's plate. Well, this precisely is taking money away and giving it to people who are doing much better than you. So we talked about it, and it just it's just hard to knock over. This guy is the worst president in American history. 
mm-hmm. the worst in American history. He's worse than Woodrow Wilson. He's worse than people who locked people up. He's worse than the people who were pro-slavery. He's worse than anybody. This guy is the worst, most damaging POS that's ever been in the White House. Um, well, yeah, and we weren't even doing our shows, but then last week, the stuff with calling MAGA people, yes, and the, you know, the Palpatine all semi-fascists thing, and the right, bright red background and the Marines and the whole look of the thing. I mean, like, he's just the most disgustingly divisive president in my lifetime. Right. And uh, the fact that Democrats now at least um, at least are more excited, you know, the Democrats feel better and have narrowed the gap in the congressional ballot and it seems to have pushed the momentum in the other way um, means that, you know, you may not have a washout this, um, you may not take the Senate, you may not even take the House, probably, but still I think may not they'll take probably the take the House. And I think there, still, are, there are states I mean, where they have a better the chance thing. in the here's Senate. Here's the thing, than... if, if, the, if the American people, if the left is this energized, Mm-hmm. And this fine with Biden doing everything that that means they've take they've bought hook, hook line and sinker the entire insurrection thing, they believe that the Roe v Wade thing was a Republican push and it's absolutely and in some states it was I mean some right and they think that the way Biden's acting is just fine. Well, then they've made a moral decision in their minds, out of laziness or out of or psychological um, um, bankruptcy. That um, that the others in this country are lesser than and must be treated like less as lesser than. Oh, but the left now, and I honestly, to me, it seems worse than it was during Trump. The left now has a huge mental problem about Trump and Trump supporters, and I think it's worse now than it was when he was president. To be honest with you, they are more insane and unhinged than ever. And I don't know why, but it like seems to be hitting this fever pitch with them. And like they're in some religious movement and it's super weird. So I happen to see today um, the October magazine covers are coming out because they are. So this is um, the October Vogue cover is Jennifer Lawrence. And so she's the big cover star and they do a big in-depth interview with her. So um, the interview, I read it because I'm kind of, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Like I think she's a pretty good actress. She looks more beautiful than ever. She's a new mom. I kind of thought it was interesting. So I go to read Jennifer Lawrence talks motherhood, Causeway, that's her new movie, and the end of Roe v. Wade. Because this actress, for some reason... Who's how old is she? Thirty-two mm-hmm. year old actress who has one kid is somehow now an expert on Roe v. Wade. But okay, fine. Like I mean, her prime thing she's famous for is being really attractive and in movies, like not politics. But well, sure. I mean, but I mean, she was she was rather uniquely charming. Yeah, but she's like beautiful and lovely, and I mean, she's there. There's rumors about her and Harvey Weinstein, but I don't know. Really. Well, because he, like, cast her and stuff. And, like, oh. he blew off other people. That's why. But, um, like, he, like, would blacklist people that wouldn't. So, yeah, I, that's, I like, know the that, theory. Alice, I've heard that's that. the theory. Are you suggesting she slept her way to the top? That's what, that's a rumor about wow. her. I'm not saying that, but I don't think it's true. But I, that is a rumor about I her. I like this very attractive version of you being callously catty like that is very sexy. It's not really catty. I'm just saying. No, you called her a whore. That's fine. That's not what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Um, so anyway, and this is the interviewer writes, In late June, I drove to Lawrence's house in Beverly Hills. She greeted me at the door in a knee-length gray robe and fluffy white slippers. She had just finished a fitting for this where photo this, shoot. Where is this written? This Vogue. And given the dress code of our first meeting, which was at a spa in the first half of the article, saw no need to put on more clothes. I was like, she's already seen me naked, so who cares? What? Lawrence led me through a sunken den to a large... Who's writing this? Uh, I don't know, some Vogue writer. Who? Uh, her name is Abby Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E. Hold on one second. I want to see if this is a good scenario here. She and Abby uh, naked in the spa. <laughs> this is... Uh... <laughs> okay. Hold on. Anyway. Hold... So no, 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 no anyway. I'm not going? moving on yet. Abby Aguirre. Is this the one in Vogue? 
This has a t- this has potential. Okay. Of being very good and important. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence led me through a sunken den. By the way, do girls go to spas naked? I don't know what they did at the spa. I don't know. But what are the naked options in a spa? Like spa. massages and stuff. Oh, but they'd be next to each other, seeing each other? They could be, touch? but they wouldn't look at each other. But whatever. Well, apparently uh, Jennifer Lawrence saw Abby. <laughs> no, the other way around. So, whatever. Anyway. Lawrence led me through a sunken den to a large outdoor dining area that was screened in southern style. As she uncorked a bottle of white wine, she warned me that she was in a mood. Not oh, a bad mood, exactly, but a consistently emotional one, brought on by the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade a few days earlier. Much of There's her- no place hit harder than Beverly Hills when it comes <laughs> to abortion law. Much of her disappointment was directed at certain relatives back in Louisville, Kentucky, where she'd grown up, including her father. The 2016 election had torn open a rift in her family. Repairing it was an ongoing process. Particularly since having a baby, she had been trying to heal. She even discussed with her therapist the recurring nightmares she has about Tucker Carlson. Oh my God. (laughs) This is psychotic behavior. It's not normal to have a baby and be having dreams about Tucker Carlson. Not okay. Tucker, Tucker Carlson, the floppy-haired wasp who, who <laughs> she has like, recurring laughs. nightmares. Recurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Okay. What is she is has Tuck- a new baby and she has time to have recurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson? She no doubt hangs out in rooms full of people in Hollywood parties who have shot other people regularly, and she's worried about Tucker the Swanson food. Guy. Yeah. I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand. It's different. The information they're getting is different. Their life is different. Imagine that. <laughs> Lauren- they're getting different information than this precise information that I and all my friends here who think just like me are getting. Huh. Lawrence had a haunted look in her eyes. She would stop at times to apologize or make a self-deprecating joke and then get visibly overtaken by emotion I remember, again. I remember during the Nazi occupation, people between spa days, you know, we used to say, you know, this is, uh, this is terrible. I'll take the 430, please. Fluffy, fluffy uh, bunny shoes. I felt like I was watching a real-life version of whatever it is that happens when she acts. I've tried to get over it, and I really can't. I can't. I'm sorry I'm just unleashing, but I can't F with people who aren't political anymore. You live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Politics is killing people. The reversal of Roe was reigniting all of it. She had not been entirely in Hillary Clinton's My corner. dad should never have had kids, but should have had them aborted. Don't you see that? She had not been entirely in Hillary Clinton's corner, but still found it incredibly upsetting that the country elected Donald Trump. It breaks my heart because America had the choice between a woman and a dangerous, dangerous jar of mayonnaise. And they were like, well, we can't have a woman. Let's go with the jar of mayonnaise. Uh, First of all, disparaging jars of mayonnaise, (laughs) even on my current health plan, is a no bueno. And now, thanks to the Supreme Court. By the way, why is he a jar of mayonnaise? What the hell does that mean? I don't know what it means either. And now, thanks to the Supreme Court oh, wait, justices. Oh, is that because he's white and. I, I don't know. I think it's like a sort of a stand in for empty suit, maybe. Like she's saying you have a choice between a woman and something really lame. Utilitarian? And can't be president. Well, it, a jar of mayonnaise oh. wouldn't make a good president, I think is the idea. Um,. And now, thanks to Supreme Court justices appointed by that dangerous jar of mayonnaise, the unthinkable had happened. I don't want to disparage my family, but I know that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. How could you raise a daughter from birth and believe she doesn't deserve equality? How? Oh, that's beautiful. Raise a daughter from what? Birth. Oh, okay. She Hmm. didn't trip over that at all or think (laughs) maybe? Nothing, no. Growing up in a conservative home, Lawrence had thought of herself as a Republican, but it was almost a cultural thing like sports or something. She had the notion there were two teams and that the Republicans were her team. It's funny. We never knew that she thought of herself as a Republican until she wasn't one anymore. No. It's just like all the other people who are now bashing Trump. I'm a Republican and I don't even like Trump. Let me guess. She didn't leave the Republican Party. It left her? Right. 
Then one night, when she was 16, I think when a lot of us have our really important deep thoughts about politics, she was watching 30 Rock. And Liz Lemon said something along the lines of, I'm not a crazy liberal, I just think people should drive hybrid cars. It made sense. It seemed rational. Later, when she made movies in other countries, she saw how money always tended to concentrate at the top, not just in the United States, how it rarely trickled down to working people. She gathered more perspective, the more money she made. To her, Republican had always meant, why should my taxes pay for your haughty lifestyle? Now she saw holes in that logic. Nobody likes to see half their paycheck go away, but it made sense to me. Yeah, for the greater good, I guess it makes sense. Oh, now that you're a gajillionaire, it's okay with you if you pay more taxes? Oh, God. Well, fine then, Jennifer. Well, but you also, can sign are, up to pay more are taxes. we following that money at all, Jennifer? Or is that <laughs> going to enrich more people? Yeah, as our daughter points out, who's a big Harry Potter fan, the greater for the greater good is the catchphrase of the evil wizard in the Harry Potter series. Because everything bad that happens is for I don't, the greater good. I don't uh, watch that because J.K. Rowling is a transphobe, so mm. sorry. Just as the professional inevitably mixed with the personal, the personal inevitably mixed with the political. The persistent pay gap between her and her male co-stars, for example. You know, I'm sorry, Alice, but... Do you think her being dumb but hot makes me like her more or less? <laughs> I assume you like her more. I am right liking now. her more every moment. It reflects the pay gap between men and women writ large, and it delivers the same insult. It doesn't matter how much I do; I'm still not going to get paid as much as that guy because of my vagina. Well, uh, <laughs> considering what Alice was suggesting earlier. Uh, <laughs> The hacking and leaking of her nude photos felt punitive, as though it was because she was one of the highest paid actresses in the world that someone thought, strip her clothes off. First of all, she stripped her clothes off. <laughs> the world just found it, and she was one of many... Well, uh, she women. was hacked. I mean, I am well, not okay. for that. Alice, okay. But, um, you know, Kathy Najimy was not. Who was that? Okay. Uh, Rebel Wilson was not. The girl who played uh, Precious was not. Oh, I see. Okay? I see what you're getting at. Yes. She was hacked because mm -hmm. she was a little smoke show and it, because she has beautiful person's privilege. That's why she was hacked. I'm not saying that she had it coming or that it's not horribly invasive for her like that, but all the beautiful women were hacked. Yeah. It's because you're attractive, not because you're highly paid right. the and they wanted to punish you. The same thing got her the doors of many places. Roe was hitting especially hard. To imagine children and 18-year-olds in any sort of situation with limited options was simply too much to bear, even more so now that she does have a baby. And how on earth can anyone have children and not want to restrict access to guns, she wanted to know. I'm raising a little boy who is going to go to school one day. Guns are the number one cause of death for children in the United States, and people are still voting for politicians who receive money from and the I'll NRA. Be able to, and Mommy will be able to scare the hell out of him every day before I put him on the bus because Mommy now had a taste, an appetite, a tapas portion of political knowledge, and now Mommy's just scared and panicking because she's decided to burrow no deeper than that. And so she's going to scare everybody in her family all around her as she sucks down uh, Percocets and whatever else she's taking. I love that she's stupid. I we love as a nation just went, okay, we are going to allow our children to lay down their lives for our right to a Second Amendment that was written over 200 years ago. These are all, you know what? The thing about these thoughts is these are all totally original. I've not heard any of these takes before. They are <laughs> no. especially deep in... Uh... At one point, I asked Lawrence if there was still open communication about politics with her family. If she still broaches the subject with her relatives in Kentucky. I broached the subject in the sense that I unleashed text messages. Just boom, 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 boom. They don't respond. And then I'll feel bad and I'll send a picture of the baby. <laughs> Jesus. I'd rather have the hate message. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find further down. She does uh, explain some of the texts she started sending to her family. But um, she just goes on and on. She's like, she was upset about Kentucky's trigger laws, banning abortions immediately after the Supreme Court decision and how overturning Roe was sure to affect poor people the most. She was demoralized by the anemic response of Democratic leaders and what she felt was Biden's toothless executive action. 
she would send long, thought-out, fact-filled paragraphs, mini op-eds over text. Later on the phone, the emotion would pour out. This is the... This is, these are the words of somebody who has been muted by their relatives on text. Can get you the, imagine that? Yeah. All the big HuffPo op-eds she's sending and all the other... I know. Get the government out of my snatch, okay? Pull quote. On the record. Oh. Jesus. It's too personal to a female's existence to watch white men debate over oh, uteruses. Debate there over uteruses when they, from the bottom of their hearts, can't find a clitoris. Oh. My goodness. She just goes on and on. The EPA, McCon- Mitch McConnell was alive when schools were segregated. She was heartened by all the union organizing in the news, but appalled that J.D. Vance, the Yale-educated author of Hillbilly Elegy, was running for Ohio in the Senate. He's not a hillbilly if he wrote a huge book, Rich Twat. I mean, I'm a rich twat, but I'm not running for office pretending that I'm not. But th- this is... The rantings of just an insane person. And I find it that Vo- incredible or, or, or that Vogue just... Or any 14-year-old who's just learned a bunch of new stuff. But, like, that she's cut off her relatives and is, like, spending time having dreams about Tucker Carlson. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised Vogue even printed this because it reads to me like the ramblings of someone who's in a mental crisis. She is, yeah. Like... I think the average for a Democrat... Is somebody in a mental crisis? It's like constant panic and insanity, and I don't understand how you go through life. She seemed to be animated by a faith that if she found the right words, she could reach certain relatives in Kentucky and perhaps all women in all red states. And there's conservatives in blue states too, Jennifer. But I know that's too complicated and nuanced for you. But she was convinced that the way many people vote or don't vote at all has nothing to do with what they actually believe. That it was all a misunderstanding. That the real divide was not between right and left as so many politicians would have us believe but between those at the top and everybody else at the bottom that most Americans had more in common than not have you this ever is a person had a conversation or a read something episode. or listened to something like a podcast that changed your mind on something um I mean, I don't like listen to or watch that much political stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. there have been times Tucker has brought stuff up that I thought was interesting that wasn't how I thought about stuff, for example. Right. What goes against like your your conservative principles. Something but in said, general, yeah. like usually if something like changes my mind on something, it's not because it's not because like somebody made an argument, but because like evidence emerged that I found compelling. Like, for example, I changed my mind on the China and trade stuff because of COVID. Because mm-hmm. I was like, we can't actually be reliant on this country's economy because they're too corrupt and unstable. And things like this happen and they're like shipping N95s back to China in the middle of the pandemic and saying nothing's happening. Like that's not you can't function normally with a country like that and have like normal free trade like mm-hmm. that. That to me is an example of an issue that I changed my mind on, you know, and, right. and I did because events happened that made me change my mind, but not because. Well, but that shows that. You're willing to vet new opinions and takes, at least in your mind, to entertain them. Mm-hmm. You're not done thinking and haven't closed the safe and thrown away the key, you know. But these people on the left, they have absolutely closed the safe and thrown away the key. She doesn't see how she could possibly learn anything from her relatives. Mm-mm. She knows all the things that she knows and feels to be right already. And she's not. she's done learning other stuff. She doesn't want to. She she would be totally reject that. She has no, she has no reason. Like, and I'm not saying that I, that I'm the most you know whatever cross the aisle kind of guy, but but I do understand emotionally certainly why women are pro choice. I can see it. Uh, at times, I've uh, I've been like passionately. I I understand the the reason for it. Um, I think there's a problem with the science, of course, that blows it away. And there's a it's a it's a it's a big problem but i can see it's an unnatural world we're living in where you'd have to make a decision uh to to endanger somebody's life or or to eliminate somebody's life then like why do you where's the where's the point system on who gets to live it's it's weird and that we have to do it as a society and laws and things like that it seems medieval but when you're making a civilization stuff stuff at the fringes has to be kind of medieval but so so I, i can understand passionately where that is do you think she understands why people are pro-life? 
No, not at all. No. Do you think she ever thinks about when she thinks about her child that there's a time where that little beautiful baby that she loves right now could have simply been eliminated, deleted, zoop, gone away? While a th- but while in a heart beating, thinking little thing, she would never. I mean, at least put yourself. I can imagine being in 1961, and a woman who has a one night stand and a guy is off. Whew, and you are in a precarious position where you know your family will disown you and you're, you've got a kid and you had hopes and dreams, etc. I could understand how you're, you'd feel totally screwed and and and, and trapped in, in the panic that would, would set it. Mm-hmm. I can understand. But she and the people around her have no idea, no sympathy. Oh, the anti-abortion people. They stand outside of the abortion people. They're so uncaring. They're showing no empathy. But they are showing empathy. They're showing empathy for the unborn life. And that's, <clears throat> you have to spend a little time at least getting in their heads or think is taking their position and trying to, trying to as uh, as the trans uh, movement says, um, you know, um, trying to not amplify. What is that? We were trying to, what the child not amplify. We're trying personify? to personify. No, or... oh, no, no. We're we, we're trying to um, reinforce the child's own beliefs. Legitimize or affirm. Affirm exactly. Where you've got to at least have the capacity to try. But people like her, and she's just all obviously an amateur thinker too. And she's hanging out with amateur thinkers who wear fancy suits and look smart. Like, and she watches somebody like Rachel Maddow and says, wow, she's really intelligent. Maddow is intelligent and well-spoken. And this mm-hmm. is the person who I open my mind to. But are there anybody else? I close my mind to other people. I close my mind. And it's just dangerous and obtuse. I was always in my life, I'm pro-death penalty. I, I still am. I think it's a wonderful thing. I wish it was used um, much more than it is. And used to the point where it was a legitimate um, um, deterrent. Deterrent, right? Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but the legal system is a legal system, whatever. But that said, I came. Um, I changed my mind almost completely on criminal justice reform, really by listening to one podcast like five years ago with this guy who had done a little time, and he was on the Rubin Report with Dave Rubin. <clears throat> and he said he was a lost idiot, you know, when he was nineteen or twenty years old whatever, and he robbed a couple of places with some friends, and he sent them, they sent him to jail, and he went to jail for like seven or eight years, whatever. And I thought that the point he made was was fantastic, is that the 27-year-old man who was sitting in jail was not the same man as the 19-year-old who effed around and got busted. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? That's a great point. First of all, many of us were the late holes when we were late teens, etc. And, and, you know, and it is... It's true. I was a little a hole from a, a nice, beautiful town, and I could get in trouble, and nothing was ever going to happen. It would get expunged, or it wasn't going to follow me anywhere. It's not the same for kids uh, it, who couldn't afford lawyers or kids in poor towns. Sort of thing. But that said, it's like, just as a matter of empathy, some 17-year-old kid who does something terrible... When he's a 27-year-old kid, it's very fair to reevaluate and say, is this young man now the same as that lost kid? And in some cases, it's not the same. And people deserve, I think, out of empathy, a second chance in this country. We try. We should do whatever we can to never close the books on somebody. Unless they're a psycho killer and then just fry them. I'm fine. But, so, and that's something that I, had, I totally came, I totally changed my position on. Hmm. I thought we've got to be, that's a better society. is a society that gives people a second chance. Some people aren't lucky enough to know how to play by the rules for reasons that are not their own. 
and they and if they can be reformed and if they are and they show it, then we're a better society. If we show, I didn't say f them, let them rot and praise. Maybe when I was younger, I probably would have. If I was in my twenties or thirties, I probably would have f them, throw away the key. Maybe it's because you get old and you get softer or, or not. But I am, I am worried that people on the other side don't seem to have, or many of them don't seem to, have, and people on my side too, don't seem to have the capacity or want to at all to have their worldview that they've solidified at such a young age, mm-hmm. having done so little intellectual work, having done so little um, work in, in mining for knowledge, decide to close shop on any more growing in learning, saying, no, I figured it out. I'm 24. These are now my core beliefs, and I'm going to act on them only. And I'm offended that my family in Kentucky has their own core beliefs. Don't they know? I've been through life and done stuff. I also live in Beverly Hills and go to the and go naked in the spa with reporters. I do extraordinary stuff. I don't have anything to, more to learn. My people in Kentucky, <laughs> they obviously have more things to learn. It's a terrible thing. And it's a terrible it's it's just it's so it's so full of hubris. And it's it's a problem. And they've also taught themselves to have certain sensitivities to certain things. So Tucker Carlson, I have nightmares about him. What is he gonna bow tie you to death or fly fish you to death? He's not a scary character. He's really not. No. There's people that I could see having nightmares about. Like, I mean, it's weird, but I could envision people on the left having nightmares about Trump or about like Stephen Miller or Steve Bannon or somebody. Because they have a little bit of like, you know, but Tucker, you're going to have nightmares about Tucker Carlson. (laughs) He's so innocuous. Well, this is a girl who probably goes to the same parties as freaking you know, half of the rap community who come armed and have shot people. So you're not, they're fine. But the bow tie guy on Fox News, he's a a scary person. I want to know more about the nightmares. I want to know what the nightmares are that she has. Like, does he chase her? What happened? Tucker spends more time talking to liberals than any liberal does. When's the last person, who's the last conservative Rachel Maddow has talked to? who's not part of the Lincoln Project or Anna Navarro or some whack job who's just some kind of turncoat. Where's Lawrence O'Donnell? Where's all the, the conservatives that he talks to? They don't talk at all. Well, that's because none of their stuff would hold up if well, they but, had on, like, a good conservative. Right, but if you've got a guy... Like, Tucker talks to Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. These two guys, with the exception of a couple of issues, these two guys have been at polar opposite ends right, over the years. But they're at least they at least have enough intellectual ventilation to, you know, mix the air and well, right. But the left is now so ingrained in their own like crazy fever dream of what's happening in America, and Biden's like feeding into it with these speeches about fascism in front of these crazy backdrops and stuff. Whatever he's doing, and. Like, they're living in this weird fantasy world, and it's, uh, I mean, I don't know what to do about it psychologically, because Trump's not president anymore, and it seems to be worse than ever. Now there's, like, Olivia Wilde is making this movie, too, that I thought looked kind of interesting. It's, like, this Stepford Wivesy thing. I mean, obviously, I knew it was going to be liberal, because they're all idiots, but I thought maybe it looked interesting or whatever, this Don't Worry Darling with her boyfriend, Harry Styles. That she, I mean, I guess she hooked up with him during the thing mm-hmm. and divorced Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's who she was going. Uh, yeah, Sudeikis, another guy who's nailed about half of everybody <laughs> in the country. So anyway, and like Florence Pugh is in it, who's another big liberal. They're all, I mean, they're all liberal. What Does do you Olivia Wilde have kids? I don't think so. Does uh, she? I, I don't know. Could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but I, I haven't heard about them. If so, it's possible. I guess, but. Anyway, so she's making this movie. It's like these people. I think it's supposed to take place in the future, but it all like looks like 50s housewife, like mid-century modern vibes. It's, it's like, very pretty. It's very good looking. 
And like very dramatic music and like beautiful costumes and set design and all that stuff. Like it's obviously a very pretty movie and it has very good looking people in it. Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde's in it and Harry Styles and Chris Pine. And like the men are working on this like project victory and like the women are like being subjected, but they don't realize it or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the concept is, but I'm sure it's like not brilliant. But anyway, so between all the drama about the cast, like they also had fired Shia LaBeouf from it because apparently his acting style made Florence Pugh feel unsafe. That's great. <laughs> so That's great. I don't know. And then he was like posting Instagram beef. So there's been all this drama surrounding it that I can't really decide how much of it has just been whipped up to promote the movie and how much is real, but whatever. Anyway, you got to let them do their like Hollywood thing. But um, so anyway, so Olivia Wilde comes out and says that the main character who's like the nefarious leader of this Project Victory thing who's based on Chris Pine mm-hmm. or, or sorry, who's played by Chris Pine is based on Jordan Peterson, who she calls a pseudo intellectual who's a hero to the incel community. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that's the same. It's the same Jennifer Lawrence thing. This is the mind meld that's happening in, in uh, Hollywood. And they have no idea what Jordan Peterson is saying. He's certainly not a pseudo-intellectual. You can say he's off-base and doesn't make any sense, but he's an intellectual intellectual. He's not Jennifer Lawrence-level thinker, obviously. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, and also, he's a guy who tells young men to make their beds. (laughs) Wilde told fellow actor-turned-director Maggie Gyllenhaal during a conversation for Interview Magazine that Chris Pine's character was inspired by Jordan Peterson, the Canadian author and media personality described by Wilde as this pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community. Pine stars in Don't Worry Darling as Frank, the founder of a utopian 1950s community in the desert known as the Victory Project. Wilde's film, written by her Booksmart collaborator Katie Silberman and some of Dick Van Dyke's kids or grandkids or something too, I think also have done this too, um, centers on Florence Pugh's Alice, a Victory Project housewife who discovers her idyllic community is harboring dark secrets. Uh, trailers have positioned Pines Frank as the film's antagonist. So, incels are basically disenfranchised, mostly white men, Wilde explains, who believe they are entitled to sex from women. And they believe that society has now robbed them, that the idea of feminism is working against nature and that we must be put back into the correct place. Has Jordan Peterson ever advocated for women to be imprisoned in a utopian 1950s community and that subjugated? That is right out of his latest book, <laughs> Imprisoning Women chapter. I remember it. <laughs> because I remember they, it. Like I say, Tucker Carlson living, was the warden. They're living in like an actual fever dream. In her Variety cover story, Wilde said she did a deep dive on the disenfranchised world of white men on the internet before what? filming started. Oh, that's started. fantastic. And what even, is... even logged on to 4chan. What was her deep dive? It was on what? She, uh, the disenfranchised world of white men on the internet. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Google disenfranchised world of white men. Aha! Just as I thought. My goodness. Uh, Unfortunately, it turns out the movie is not actually very good. Mother Jones and uh, the Marcos whatever. She logged on to 4chan. My goodness. As part of her research. That's her deep dive? (laughs) These people are dumb. The problem is is that Hollywood is full of... Most actors, obviously, just want to be popular. They're the acting school kids. They're dumbs, but they get a lot of adults who applaud mm-hmm. for them a lot as kids so they think they're very smart but like David Hogg he comes from the acting class all of those kids come from the acting class they're all frauds chat chat time alright bro already? yeah it's, it's flown by I know I know but this is so this one here says it's a week ago but a week ago we were on vacation did you do unauthorized listening or does a week ago mean more than a week ago I don't uh, know here I we go know. well welcome back to uh, the biggest wuss in space mo- splash mountain history <laughs> Uh, Hey, buddy, (laughs) you try freaking Splash Mountain. It's no joke. I was an absolute terror on Splash Mountain. By the way, Space Mountain is also should be shut down. I was just talking to my friend who's also in my advanced age. You look less dramatically terrified on that one. I was You also don't look happy. But I also had my eyes closed on Space Mountain. And Splash Mountain, there's a 500-foot drop. It's not tethered to anything. It's a full just drop. Dude, <laughs> you, it's a, I know it's a very tough person thing to say. It's easy to see the picture and say, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I would have been smoking a cigarette. No, it was 
frigging terrifying and should be shut down immediately. Enjoyed your synopsis of the Biden speech, but I'm wondering what the Republicans are going to do about it. So far, all they've done is wheel out Trump for a rally. Uh, that's not going to work with the folks in the middle that can sway elections. It's great to have you back, and I hope you had some extra underwear to change into after your perilous plunge down the mountain. Welcome back, guys. Thank you Thank very much. You. Yes, there has been um, there has been scuttlebutt about the idea <laughs> that perhaps I uh, lost control of my. But no, that is not true. I can tell you, I have not been more terrified, other than when I watched Tucker Carlson, than I was at <laughs> Disney World. For It is terrifying. I'm telling you. Now, as far as what the Republicans are doing, their messaging has sucked. They're so terrible. They're so terrible. They're now dragging their wives back out there to say, see, no, we even though we're for abortion, we're kind of for abortion. We don't know where we are in abortion. I mean, it should be... Stick to your thing and say it, for God's sakes. And the only person who sticks to his thing and say, says it is, you know, now in a fist fight with investigators over the Mar-a-Lago thing. It's like, come on, man. Their messaging has been terrible. I was listening to the commentary podcast today. They were talking about how that suburban women are so, are drifting right back to Biden saying, yeah, you know what? He's the safe. They're like we started at the beginning of this podcast. The Republicans not doing anything and not saying anything. And Mitch McConnell, for instance, opting to not have a message so they can't be attacked, but to ra rather let the Democrats be the topic. It's not working anymore. Biden's cynical, country-dividing, suck stuff that he's done has been somewhat effective. You know, between that and the abortion stuff, in the student loan forgiveness stuff, etc., they are, it's, it's politically gross, and it will make the country worse, and will make... The split between uh, the Jen Lawrences and the normal people who live in red states, um, a permanent thing. But yes, you're right. They have to, the Republicans have to do something. First of all, nobody likes, when you're looking for a leader, nobody likes somebody with no balls. You have to be a leader by leading, by saying stuff with confidence that you can back up and you're not going to get pushed off of. That's why Ron DeSantis is the guy. Right. He's just a guy. Although, he hasn't been very tough on... He's been playing it safe on the abortion thing, too. Well, sure. But, I mean, he's gotten results. He's chosen his spots. He plays it safe in abortion. He goes and boots the prosecutor, He, you know, who, who he finds whatever. He He's standing up to Disney. Now that we've recently been to Disney, Disney World's a bigger operation than Disneyland. That is shocking that this guy would mess with, this, with that monolith. But... Mm -hmm. He's doing it, or at least going through the motions of doing it. Yeah. But but there's only one of him, unfortunately. Hi. Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Welcome back from vacay. Thank I don't you. Know, did I last leave Steve as enemies, or did, were we, I did don't we formed an I alliance? I think he might have attacked me, and then you liked him again, That's but I forgot right. why. Oh, by the way, Steve, Alice, by the way, looking thinner than ever, looking like um, 2005 Alice. Uh, I don't when think We'll just say, Steve, it was uh, snowing in Lexington, if you know what I mean. One uh, of us has a substance abuse problem, and it is not me. What's it does is alcohol substance abuse? Yes. Crap. Well, thanks, Tom. You're a regular Leonard Malton when it comes to movie knowledge. Thank uh, you. I, I didn't know that uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's was released in 1969. So right. that year it was uh, Midnight Cowboy, The Wild Bunch, and Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> uh, no, Breakfast at Tiffany's was 1961. Was it really? Jesus, hmm. very young George Papard. My sister, by the way, tells me that Audrey Hepburn is never canceled. Well, okay. I mean, she's fine. She got into dogs later on. Or was that... Um, no, that was... Um, no, no. That was the Bridget Bardot. Um, she was fine. She was fine. I have a friend who... I'm not going to mention you. Who always said she had a stranglable neck, and I can't get that out of my head. He's a... He's not well, but he still hangs out. <laughs> and a couple other things. One, Shirley Temple and yes. Mickey Rooney never worked together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Leonard Malton is? No, he's a big. He was. He was a big uh, movie reviewer. Shirley Temple <laughs> and Mickey Rooney. Yes, they were. They worked together. Um, Steamship Lollipop. What's it? It's a good ship lollipop. A good ship lollipop. Is Mickey was, Rooney in that? Yeah. No, but he was. He and her were always showing up at things. Uh, Shirley Temple worked with Mickey Rourke about as much as she worked with <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Uh, Mickey Rooney worked with Judy Garland. Is that true? I don't know. Hold so, on. I don't know. Steve, you don't freak, you know about anything in Merrimack, Massachusetts? 
Steve. I know that Shirley Temple is a big Republican, though. Yes, about the Mickey extent of my knowledge on that. Rooney, but um, Shirley. Speaking of Republicans, the governor's Republican primary hey, message it's pretty close today. By the way, it's only three percent reported in, but it's like it's it's only a few points off. So. The Howie, the, oh. the bought and paid for Howie endorsement is working, I think. Um, so we'll see how close he gets. I think it will be Jeff at the end of the day, Jeff DL, but we'll see if Chris Doty can, if his uh, purchased Howie endorsement will will get him the nomination. But did I hit a nerve or what with you about your former cocaine habit? I don't have oh, a I'm for- not the substance abuse person here. I wow. Don't, I don't have a former Sorry. cocaine habit. Uh-huh. I don't have a former cocaine Alice? habit, so Alice? I don't. Okay, it's just not true. That's so, That's uh, and then, by the way, um, I it, wouldn't even know like how to no. get cocaine. I, I love this act. I love this. It just makes you cuter to this me. This is rude. It's so I'd like to true. make a couple of corrections. One, it appears that um, um, the breakfast of Tiffany's was not in nineteen sixty nine. It also okay. appears that uh, Mickey Rourke and Shirley... Um, you mean Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney and Shirley Temple uh, never did work together. Okay. So, so there are some factual... It, some nuances okay. were different. I had a different different set of f- facts available. Um, <laughs> where am I? Where is this thing? Hold on. Okay. Let's see. And one last thing about yes. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. I'm pretty sure... That in addition to the Mickey Rooney character being problematic, isn't uh, as Ralphie from the uh, Sopranos would say, isn't the Holly Golightly character a hua? She's a hua. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome back. He makes a point. I don't use such vile language, so I wouldn't know. But he makes a point. Hmm. You know, I'm a Kate Hepburn guy. You know, I don't like that other one. The other one's uh, from a, like a Deutschland or something. My eyes deceive me, but do I see the barrel of burn is returned from its long trip from California? <laughs> Cannot wait for these messages and all this information. <laughs> That's right. We are back, and I was back Sunday, but that episode has been... It's not on Apple. No, bastards. Has uh, Tom thought about uh, doing uh, this idea for uh, the OnlyFans uh, where he... Uh, rates food based uh, against a uh, chili dog. Uh, basically, it's um, better than a chili dog, it'll be called. And he has to eat things and then compare it to the chili dog. I don't think All he right, can do bye. that on his diet. I mean, his his um, his like plan right so now. So do we haven't on... mentioned the chili dog, have we? Mm, no, why? I believe there was a sexual innuendo in there, Alice. Uh, oh, I, I believe. Uh, do you know what that is? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't really yep. want to know either. Those so are the days that have been deleted. Just, let's just leave it. The four and a half years <laughs> of the Yacht Bunny That's gone. not true. <laughs> Delete. Not true. I noticed that they do um, ASMR on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. uh, like erotic ASMR, right. which is creepy, kind of bizarre. I'm not really into that. But uh, yours truly Ooh. used to write. Um, erotic literature in high school. I'll uh, let, just let me know if you want me to read some. All right, bye. He's panting a little too, Alice. Oh. Man, man, man. Tom. Yes. Mike from Newton. Hey, Mike. Just catching up on the last couple of episodes, and uh, something just jumped out at me that is bothering me. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. You show up extremely late for your flight. Yes. You run up to the gate. Please, please let me in. They do you a favor. Yes. They let you on. Then you have the audacity to complain about you don't get the seat you wanted. I get it. It was open. So what? So what? Mm -hmm. You were late. You were the problem. If they told you to sit underneath with the cargo, you should have done that. You know, put you with animals in the cages (laughs) and we'll do that. I do think though. Well, I do well, think though on. they should have to refund the money that you pay for the good seat if you don't get to sit there. Well, yes, or something. For whatever I understand reason. I was late, but first of all, that was the first gatekeeper. Okay, that guy. He made me. I exchange. I, I transacted with him. I was late. He got to browbeat me for a little bit in this bitchy way. Okay, 
Then they let me on the plate. Now we're on adventure number two <laughs> into the into the plane. And then they decided that the late people, you know, they had already started reading their Newsweeks or whatever, and they had to get back up now and go and to hassle me, et cetera. I am the victim in this. God, am I disappointing in you and, and disappointed in you. And then Alice, I think, is going to come to the rescue and be like, yeah, Tom, what's your problem? Why were you late? You should have just done what you were told. And what does she say? If they, I'm so glad that they got that straight out because I would have gave them a piece of my mind. Oh, God. It's like you went No, I would have. I would have called them and asked to be refunded. Get it together, people. Hold on. You don't understand. I had to pay. Hold on. Uh, Hang on. I want to say something, though. God. It's like you went and told your mommy on them. Jeez. Get it together. Typical Alice. I'm with you on that part. (laughs) You have to understand that we had to pay all this extra money for Tom to have his own mm-hmm. ticket on his own plane in a bigger seat because he wouldn't fly with us and the rest of the family in normal size airplane seats on Southwest right. with a connecting flight. Correct. He had to have his own special direct flight that we had to drop him I, off I, on. I didn't all this book stuff. a charter, Alice. There was, a, <laughs> there was one heading there, okay? And I looked and I found it. I found a pretty good price, I must say. And if the seats were, even the, even the skinny person's seat was more roomy than most seats, so it was pretty good. Hey, Tom, this is hey. Walt in Phoenix, and hey, yesterday Walt. you mentioned uh, Mickey Rooney in that movie. <laughs> First of all, I get along with every Walt I've ever met. By the way, including Walt Disney. You've met him? Breakfast at Tiffany's. I feel like I have. <laughs> Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I get the feeling I know where this do is going. Do we have three more reason. messages like yes. this, too? You should do a search for Don Rickles and the TV show F Troop. Uh, whew, the pictures are amazing. I don't think anything can be done like that today. Anyway, no. it's basically one o'clock in Phoenix, and it is 104 degrees in my backyard. I hope the weather is better out there. Walt, it is now just raining out here. I'm um I'm thrilled that you're in Phoenix and that you're listening. I hope you have I a pool too. or access to stuff. I went to Phoenix for the Super Bowl a few years ago uh whenever the pats played like six years ago whenever the pats played the uh falcon was that the phoenix no no it was uh pats played the the one where the guy made the great catch the dude made the, they played that the seahawks was the phoenix one okay. yeah um and i thought it was awesome i thought that the city was awesome then Pretty again sure of course that's the year that i was abandoned in the huge snowstorm yes it was yes it was alice but you know what the the media industry beckoned me over to the super bowl and Mm-hmm. I had to uh, go and leave during halftime, of course, while mm-hmm. the sharks were walking in on the loading dock. I walked past the sharks, the, the, the dancing sharks. For who was the girl? Katy Perry. Katy Perry sharks. Was that the same one, or was that the yeah. Texas one? No, that was Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, because I left during halftime, and then uh, like, Pats came back, but I, I thought they were going to lose anyway, and I wanted to whatever. Yes. Hello. Oh. oh uh, yeah. Hello, Tom. Hi. It's it's Harvey Firestein. Oh I, wow. I wanted to correct you. Getting corrected by a lot of people. First of all, it's great that he listens. I thought Phoenix would be the furthest furthest west we go, but Firestein, I think, lives in L.A. now. Wow, there you go. You're mislabeling me the general role in Independence Day. Right. Yeah, I played Marty Gilbert, and I was Jeff Goldblum's boss at the television station Ah. in New York. Oh. Yeah, the role of the uh, general was Robert Loggia. Who's awesome. Who also has a gravelly voice like me. Yeah. Maybe he'll call him too. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say you look great, sweetie. Oh, thank you. And for a bear like you, you're doing great and you look great. And my best to Alice and the kids. Bye-bye. That's nice. And I like Harvey Firestein very much. And technically, Alice, if I was mm-hmm. rolling um, with the, uh, in the gay community, I would absolutely be a bear. And I have no problem with it. <laughs> What's that? Why is that funny? I don't know. It just says. You know what? We don't need you anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go have fun being a bear. Zippity doodle, zippity Oh, I want a wonderful day. He looked, sound like Dean Martin there for a second. Plenty of sunshine, plenty of something rather. Zippity doodle, zippity He's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. I like Uncle Remus. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. I always thought my dad loved him. I thought it was great. Why you put down the shade on the plane, you mother Oh, Jesus. 
Go put down the shed on the window and the plane, you animal! <laughs> put your shoes on, you motherfucker! <laughs> That's Lionel yelling at the lady in the plane in my aisle who mm-hmm. put down the shoes and the, everything He's else. He's defending you this time. Thank you, Lionel. You see, people can reach across mm-hmm. the aisle, Alice. My goodness. Just imagine this. Content that is current. Imagine the fact that there was no content for seven days and there was no chat chat comments for seven days. Perhaps the people that listen to the show are going to comment on the things you talk about daily because they find them somewhat interesting. Hmm. Now, let's talk about windows being open in a plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first thing that most long-distance plane flights do is announce, close your windows so that everybody can see their TVs. And it sounds like Tom was enamored with his TV, <laughs> so that should have worked in his favor. Thanks. Happy to have you guys back. Glad the kids are playing such a major role in, in the uh, in the content since you've gotten back. Uh, have a great day. Well, thank you so much, but I didn't hear such an announcement. I, I've never heard that. They would really say to cl- shut your windows? And I understand that it does wash out the TVs a little bit right in front of you, but really, you're in the plane going 500 miles per hour, 22,000 feet, in a fat guy seat, comfortable as hell, with your own TV, you know the a little bit of in with a great. No, I don't think so. I think that the I think that the two things work. By the way, you were making fun of me because Southwest didn't have their own like TVs on the backs of the seats. Like I think Jeff. that sounds <laughs> horrific. That's how all plane flights used to be. I remember Alice. <laughs> I remember going back and forth to California and reading the American Airlines. <laughs> Like corporate, uh, you know, monogram thing about how you should buy monogram golf balls for the employee of the You're month. The, like Sky, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Sky, Sky Mall. Sky Mall. Yes, <laughs> going through that again and again and again, like rereading it. And they don't even have that on Southwest. Although the kids, every plane flight, even though it's the exact same on every flight, pulled out the menu of drinks and perused the selection of drinks they could order. Like right, orange juice, apple juice. Right, they could. They went through those very carefully each flight. All it was all new to them each time. Although I did see one person. This is what I was going to say. Who had like a little clip thing for their iPad so that they could hang it on the basket of the seat in front of them. So it was almost like they got their own TV. Ah, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Nothing beats your own TV. And then the best thing, best thing I've ever flown on was the last time I went to California to uh, Stanford was um. Virgin Atlantic. That was living. Because you got mm-hmm. not only your own TV and your own movies and this and that. This is the one where on the return flight, George Schultz was in the seat behind me. Um, but um, but you got your all of your menu and cocktail menu. And you could just dial up whatever you wanted at any time. And it'd come running down with it. Anytime. Cocktails, drinks, shrimp cocktail. Probably not shrimp cocktail. But it was it, it was that was living. That was living. And not on my dime. So we like that very much. So... When I go around giving TED Talks about uh, Awaken 180, Alice, I'll be <laughs> a lap of luxury. All right. Thank you so much for listening and for all Excellent the- chat chat calls, by the way. That's it what went I was from just nothing to loaded up. Well, but I think the listener, I don't know which person said that, but that said that people like to comment on what we just said. So yes. if we don't have a show, they don't call because they're not. By the way, they're not a, a, incensed by your bad movie trivia. By the way, yeah, who knew, Alice, that we are mm-hmm. so blessed to have uh, the the absolute encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's ever happened in the silver screen? You know, uh, possessed by this listenership. My goodness, the movie, please, man, don't get it wrong. You don't get Shirley. Uh, well, if Shirley... you're going to talk about something, like you obviously took the time to find the Mickey Rooney clip from don't the movie. Don't get Mickey Rooney's co-stars up... wrong, or you know, you a communist up... uh, uh, preppy from uh, Merrimack will jump down your throat with several bullet points. You could, I mean, you had to pull up the movie anyway to get the clip to play. So and that's you just a could testament have to how many seen like that what a, year it came out while testament. you did that. I mean, I don't know. Testament. I'm just sitting I assume here. I didn't even know we were going to talk about Brexit. That is a testament to how few things I get wrong. That they all rejoice in in, in <laughs> hit the gas when they finally get me on something that I'm marginally incorrect on. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And as I was going to say, thank you so much for all the great chat chat messages. It was fun. Um. 
the show flew by today. There is plenty yeah, more stuff that we did not even get to that's still on my list that I want to uh, talk about tomorrow. So we will talk to you all again tomorrow. You can talk to us on Twitter. In the meantime, at Burn Barrel Pod. Shoot us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Say la Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.